know if you know how the name is published. Um, Sam's working with the Office of Human Rights to write a Freedom to Read Month proclamation. Oh. Freedom to Read Month does not currently... I like it. We're kind of like making it up. <laughs> Which I feel like is appropriate. <laughs> the, the um, but so Sam has been working with um, Stephanie Bowers in yeah. um, the Department of Human Rights, and um, Bruce is ready to do this at the next meeting. Too. Okay. And we're not to edit this or say we either take it or leave it. Is that right? I think um, else with, and I just had a discussion there. I think we can't expect to edit it, see it again, and approve it. We could um, certainly make suggestions, um, you know, certainly pass those along. Um, but I, I think it's impractical to we would have to be. And it's their document, and so we're right. endorsing it, not yeah, not take it. Right. Right. I did make a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, you know, my preoccupations. Yeah. Now that it's no longer my occupation. <laughs> so, let me let me call the meeting to order, um, and and we can continue that discussion. Um, the first thing I need is a uh, motion to approve the minutes, or excuse me, the agenda of this meeting. Second. Uh, any discussion of that? And um, all in favor of bringing the agenda for tonight's meeting, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? <clears throat> and I'll call for public discussion. And I see no members of the public joining us. So we can move on to item four uh, A review and consider endorsement of a letter from Iowa City UNESCO, City of Literature. And as we were just saying, I think practically speaking, uh, we probably can't expect to make suggestions, see them implemented, see it again, and approve it. I think we can certainly <laughs> endorse it and make suggestions that we would like to see in a revised version that goes out with our endorsement. Um, and I would, uh, I would definitely want to do that. And I can, I did email Ellsworth previously about yeah, why. Yeah. So I don't know, Ellsworth, how you would like to handle that. I think if you want to speak to that, that's great. Sure. So the, the main issue... Um, that I want to point out with this letter, which again, um, I'm in strong support of a, you know, presenting a unified front on, you know, what we consider to be appropriate for the region. Um, I think that the language is vague. And I think that it opens it up to a very, um, what I would call a quick point of return speech. So it's very simple for someone to come back and simply say, we're not banning books because the term banning books is um, and has been deemed by the American Library Association and by many people that research this um, factor as being ambiguous and really just pretty much a pointless word. Um, it's simple to reply with, we're not banning books because you can buy them on Amazon. You're not banning books because you can get the book on your own. Um, and so what has really been pushed and I firmly agree with, is using clear terminology. Book challenge, attempt to remove or restrict materials based upon the objections of one person or one group. Book censorship practices is the preferred clarification. And the reason is because we then can describe things into four distinct categories, which is what we're seeing. Redaction, which is crossing out a word or covering an image. 
Relocation, which is moving materials from one audience to another, and the word audience there is specific. Um, restriction, which is requiring permission or outright disallowing access to a certain subgroup. And then removal, which is withdrawing the material to eliminate all access. And so by simply saying we are not for book banning, we are still maintaining ourselves open to things like redaction, relocation, and restriction because the only kind of similar term that people associate generally with banning is removal. So I certainly understand, and, and I was one, I know the first one to say, push, we need to endorse ASAP, but I, I find it extremely important to ask that they consider clarifying their language and being more specific about defining what it is exactly that we are endorsing and what we're asking the public to understand is the library's role. Do you think that would help if they would use the language of the legislation? Because that, of course, is <laughs> that's the enabling act. Correct. I think it would be. I think it would be helpful if they defined, <laughs> if they clarified and defined, and if they said that the legislation itself is vague, and then they defined exactly using the language that, by the way, this is what our coalition is struggling to get across is consistent messaging. Um, we need to be very consistent and clear with people because just, you know, just because someone grows up around a library does not mean they understand what the language and the terminology is. And so I think we should recommend that they define what they are actually asking people to stand for. It can be in a separate, you know, footnote. It can just be in a saying book banning. I would love to see replaced with book censorship practices, and then I would love to to say, this is what these are. This is what we're not supporting. So, that would be my request in terms of feedback for the group. But again, not not limiting my endorsement. Just simply asking that it be strengthened through clarification and using the language that is um, a little bit more direct. I wonder if they. And there are other organizations that have already signed on to this, right? I think John is in the process of getting support. He yeah. can share that um, Bruce will be Bruce Peake will be signing for the city. Yeah. So I wonder if we can vote and suggest this footnote instead of asking that the letter be changed. If they already have votes on it, that might be challenging. But people don't read footnotes. People will barely read the letter. So I, again, I think that the body of something. I think it's worth it. If you're going to do something and you're going to push it out, it's worth doing it right. So, you know, a, a rush job is, is not the best job. That would be my opinion. It also makes Ellsworth's job easier, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I'm i happy to take back anything to John or, or the board can, can work yeah. with him directly. Um, I think that's those are really helpful distinctions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Other thoughts? I was actually, when I was, I read this in a letter several times, to be honest. And um, <clears throat> I was probably in a way going to lean on our English professor. Former English professor. Once upon a time. I think you keep your license, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> title. Um, well, I mean, I agree there's there's a vagueness to it. Um, I guess 
initially when I read the letter, I was just wondering, I mean, the letter isn't, it's not preemptive because this bill, this legislation is passed. So what's, I guess, what was the purpose of writing it now several months after it's been enacted? I think it's to clarify that ambiguity. I do think people are attempting to do that because this legislation is a, it's a copy. It's a copycat. It's the same legislation that's been passed in several other states. It was generated by one group and it is purposefully vague because when you're purposefully vague with language, then people fill it in with their own definition and nine times out of 10, it is a more severe definition. It's just like when you ask students to grade themselves, they always give themselves a lower grade than you would. Or when you ask someone to, you know, Hey, well, how much can I help you with? And they ask for a little bit less help than they think, than you would probably initially be willing to give. It is a human behavioral pattern that we count on. And that's right. happening. It is happening. Yeah. Bureaucracies mm-hmm. limit risk. Yeah. So in the face of vagueness, they, that is so. they rein things mm-hmm. in typically. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't write, they don't want trouble. But if we're going to claim this is what we see as a benefit to our city, this is the heritage of this region. And I know it certainly impacts the SLIS program. People choose to study at the University of Iowa very much so because of this culture and because of the history of this region. And so if we're going to support these things again, then we can absolutely still align ourselves with the, with the law. The law does not ask that you redact, that you relocate, that you restrict or that you remove. It's very vague. So we need to respond with what we know is practice going back, by the way, to the 1700s of how libraries have operated with this kind of legislation. So this isn't new. It's It seems new, but it's not. Duncan, sorry. I, I think to the point, too, though, that, yes, the law has passed. A piece that hasn't happened, I know you talked about the K-12 implementation, mm-hmm. is there still is not a, uh, a state department of education no. set of guidelines or rules. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, in, in some ways, you know, I don't, that's not what this is for, but it can't hurt to have another voice speaking up, you know, in this absence of mm-hmm. guidance, right? There's no state guidance on implementation. So I think any voice that's speaking up to take a more yeah. limited uh, interpretation of their vague line. I guess this sentence it says the le- this the legislation this is B paragraph up about three. The legislation also bans written materials and instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. That's actually just K through five, isn't it? K through five, K through six, depending on how the- it's been extended. It was extended. We painted over a rainbow at Twain Elementary because of that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's 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 starting to impact middle and secondary. It's it's going up. But it's it's like, it's like written is right. written as elementary. Correct. Yes. But and so that, again, in the vaguest of terms, and working around that, then. we we have asked them to to clarify so many times what that looks like in terms of collection development, curriculum design. I mean, because they won't even specify gender identity. The way the law is written right now, you really couldn't speak about. Anything, anything at all even in high school no you couldn't speak about like in elementary you couldn't say man and wife because those are gendered roles the way the law is written right now it's it's so vague that it's ridiculous and so we've asked for guidance we've asked for clarification it has not been provided basically the, the, the department of yeah they have not provided again 
And I can say from how it's being interpreted at the Iowa City School District is basically anything that in any way validates LBGTQIA <laughs> stuff is against this. Yeah. But I'm just, just uh, I'm just sorry, rereading the paragraph. Yeah. I mean, certainly Senate file 496 should be described accurately in, yes. the, yeah. in the letter. So mm -hmm. I think we should give that feedback. Because I guess when I read the sen that sentence, the one above the one I just read, where it says Senate file 496 prohibits books with written and visual depictions of sex acts from school libraries. Now, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Oftentimes my own ideology. And I guess beyond that, I guess reading that sentence I think a lot of parents might go, what's your point? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All, I mean, I, I would. I, I mean, that's actually one of the things I appreciated about this letter, though, is that it does give an affirmative reason for the inclusion of age appropriate. I mean, I don't know how much the language is, is says age appropriate, but, you know, that, that document of sexual education through mm -hmm. literature in this case is important. And, uh, yeah, and, yeah, and collection, development, collection development is a targeted aspect okay. of librarianship training. Um, people do not just randomly go into this position selecting willy-nilly books. It's, it, you know, again, the collection development looks different in a public library space than it does in a school library space, but it is guided and aligned and always informed and absolutely tied to the needs of that age range. It's the reason why in this library, you don't have one librarian selecting books for all age groups because people specialize. And so to make an assumption, the assumption that this, this legislation is making um, is erasing expertise, erasing um, what again has already been there for many, many years, erasing the fact that people come to the library with different needs and different experiences and then interact with materials in different ways. And parents have always had the right, always, to come and say, I'm not comfortable with my child checking that out. That's That's been absolutely already in place for years. So again, this is about making sure that those decisions are honored and kept in the familial tent and not in the community tent. I, I don't want another parent deciding for me what my child should be able to read, which is why I count on the librarian's expertise to purchase materials for a broad age range and a broad needs. And then I go with my child and we select things that are appropriate for our family and the other parent does the same. I'm trying to get to a yes, <laughs> personally. I understand. I, I And I do on most everything I think that I vote on on this board. But um, I don't know. Maybe if they reworked it, then it would just sound better to me. It sounds to me like you'd be more comfortable if they clarify the age range on that law. And I do think that's a wonderful piece yeah. of feedback. Well, I think what you said, Joseph, about if you read that sentence in isolation, I think so many people would exactly what you said. What's the problem? This sounds, this sounds reasonable in so many ways. And I think that using those terms like sex acts is sort of an intentional, mm -hmm. it's provocative, it makes us have a reaction. And that's where I think we have to be really careful with this kind of thing is, as surprising as it might be to this table, there are people who haven't heard about this legislation. Yeah. And I think that's part of the timing is 
they're going to see the effects as kids go back to school and things are different. So this might be the first exposure that somebody has to this idea. So I do think exactly what you're saying. We, we have to respond to those hooks and and have a, a easy to understand answer that is clear and intentional and kind of gets us over that hump of like, yeah, I mean, if you just did a person on the street interview, a lot of people would say, I, I'm good with restricting that. Um, but when you have the full picture, I think many of those same people would say, oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. Yeah. Um, and that's, I also think that's part of the timing is, um, so I'm on the UNESCO board, but I was not part of the subcommittee that wrote this letter. Um, and I'm guessing that like everybody else, there was hope and hope and expectation that there would be some guidelines from the state about implementation and that that could be responded to. But in the absence of that, it seems like the going back to school time is a good time to sort of push it out because, again, caregivers are going to be seeing for the first time what these impacts really are. And those impacts are going to vary widely um, depend and most likely be more conservative than That's they right. really need to be. Um, but I think that I agree with really crystal clarity on what the, what the Senate file really says is is sort of paramount to the credibility of the letter. I think so. Your other thoughts? I, I do just want to quickly comment. Um, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a non-unanimous vote on this board. We, we have a lot of unanimous votes, but we don't all have the same opinions, and I'm not looking for unanimity on everything. So um, I think... Our bylaws say that we operate by a majority. So majority of the votes is is what we go by. John can speak to that. Yeah. I miss and that the, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We used to have fewer unanimous votes when, <laughs> when, when there was a, another member on the board. But uh, and, I, and I think that's a health, that's a sign of a healthy process that yeah. uh, that we've actually considered things. So I just tend to say that opinions are valued. Not to mention it makes more interesting being on the board. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was on the board in West Branch, it was several years before we had a non-unanimous vote. It yeah. felt really good when we finally did. Yeah. Um, and I, I think one one last comment, too, is, you know, although we are signing on to this, it's not our name on the letterhead. And so that's where, you know, had we written it ourselves and it was our statement. So, you know, I'm personally understand all of these these comments but i think you know the value of us saying yes we support this general yeah. concept yeah. is worth it yeah. there are other thoughts so i'm gonna um suggest uh, perhaps that somebody might want to move to endorse this letter and convey to the uh, city of literature our suggestion that they be more specific about uh, redaction, relocation, restriction, and removal, and that they be precise about um, the impact of, or the um, scope. scope of Senate File 496. Thank you. Is there a motion to that effect? Nobody's going to be do better than that. <laughs> so I, I move. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what moves. We'll second. Yeah. But we don't know if they'll actually do we that. We don't. So, so so it yes. I would I would think I would be surprised if they 
if they didn't consider these? I think they'll I would be surprised consider it very seriously. I personally think, you know, it's hard enough when we try to write a letter together, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I just wouldn't count on it. I, I yeah. would say. Do not expect it. If I'd say this is the letter we're endorsing, anything else is a hope, mm-hmm. you know. So any further discussion? And all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? No. All right. Uh, we've completed the business on the agenda, so I'll turn the meeting and thank you all for coming to a special meeting and uh, really good discussion. So thank you all. Thank you.